Congratulations, you are tuned into the number one podcast where life has no limits. Your host, Joan Kaler, is the founder of Joan Kaler Counseling and Consulting International. Joan consults with clients around the world to help them reach their full potential with emotional freedom techniques, chakra balancing, and cognitive behavior therapy. Joan is a sought-after speaker, trainer, and consultant. Now, here is Joan. Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of Life Without Limits, where there are no limits to what you can achieve. The purpose of this podcast is to help you get a balanced life, help you be able to attract the abundance that you deserve into your life, and learn wisdom from my guests. Today is a very interesting podcast. Since I live in Pennsylvania, I am very interested in a law that was passed, I think it was a year ago or so, we are going to find out from our expert today, on the use of medical marijuana. In Pennsylvania, it is legal, medical marijuana that is, not recreational. I wanted to find out more about this, so lo and behold, I met Dr. Pete. And he is going to tell us about medical marijuana, how he became interested in it, how he became certified in it, all that good stuff. So for those of you who have been considering medical marijuana, let's listen into what Dr. Pete has to say about this. Hello, Dr. Pete. Thank you for joining me on my show today. Hi, Joan. It's great to have you. Now, so I don't mess this up. Dr. Pete has a really easy last name that for some reason my brain hasn't wrapped around yet, but say your last name for everyone. Gronzioski. See, that's so easy. For those who are uh, Polish, it's Gronzioski. Oh, there you go to all our Polish friends out there. Now, Dr. Pete, you are an endocrinologist by training, correct? I am an endocrinologist uh, by training, and I am board certified in endocrinology. That's my uh, number one passion. Nice. Tell everyone those pictures behind you, those photos. What is the significance of all the photos behind you? I see Mary Tyler Moore. I see President Kennedy. Yeah. Who are all those? Um, a long time ago, I be- began this uh, collection a long time ago. I've kept it in each of my offices, and it's accompanied by a book I've put together that uh, offers some uh, short vignettes about each of these individuals, all of whom have an endocrine disease. And uh, I have it there to, uh, as a perhaps a level of inspiration for my patients that says no matter what uh, medical problem, in particular endocrine, you can do whatever you want. And these people are examples of people who have done anything they wanted. Nothing should hold you back. Yes. So I use it as a, uh, some inspiration. Which is a great segue to life without limits because nothing should hold you back. Right. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, how in the world, first of all, medical marijuana, it's been, the governor signed the bill into law. Has it been one year or two 2016. years? Yeah. 2016. 2016. So it's been two years. Okay. Which is a real blessing for people who suffer 
from a number of situations. Now, I, of course, am a licensed therapist in Pennsylvania. I'm not a medical doctor. But if I meet someone that has the diagnosis or has post-traumatic stress disorder, and I recognize that diagnosis, then I could refer them to you if I thought that medical marijuana would be appropriate for them. Yes. Okay. What are the other situations or medical diagnoses that medical marijuana is for? There's a whole list. Um, You can find it pretty much on any website. Every state has their list. Uh, Every state that is uh, approved medical marijuana has their own list. Uh, But namely, we're talking patients who are going to benefit most are people with neuropathies, uh, medical problems that are of neuropathic origin, chronic pain uh, of a neuropathic origin, uh, patients with seizures, specific types of seizures that are not controlled very well uh, can benefit. Uh, so we're thinking in general, mostly patients who are uh, having chronic pain of some degree, um, including inflammatory uh, problems, uh, GI problems like Crohn's disease or other inflammatory bowel disease, um, mainly problems that may not have been adequately addressed uh, by what we would call our, our allopathic uh, colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, would like to see say that uh, medicine has answers for everybody, but I think you and I know that's not always true. Yes, this, this is true. This is very true. Is fibromyalgia one of the diagnoses on there or not so no. much? No. no. Okay. Okay. Just checking on that one. Although PTSD is. Yes. Yeah. So if you live in Pennsylvania, in the Pittsburgh area, get in touch with me, Joan at JoanKaler.com. I'm not guaranteeing everybody's going to have the diagnosis of PTSD. No, that's not how this works. If you truly do, I will tell you. And anxiety is not PTSD. Okay, just want to clarify that. How does a physician get certified to be able to, first you have to get certified and then you have to certify the patient. I I often find it a a little bit of a play on words to say, you know, I I joked with you that sometimes I feel I'm certifiable, (laughs) I'm certified, and I can certify. (laughs) So um, we get certified so that we can certify patients. Um, You cannot prescribe medical marijuana you can't write a prescription for medical marijuana because as of this time, it is a schedule one substance. They're considered to be uh, completely illegal from the federal standpoint. The DEA has listed it under schedule one. Um, you can't write a prescription for heroin. You can't write a prescription for uh, marijuana. They're in the both ca- uh, the same category. So uh, we're set with, the inability for a physician to write a prescription, but when we review records, we can look and essentially uh, talk to a patient, look at their records, and say, "You may be, uh, re- you may receive some benefit from marijuana." So we certify that this is a person who might benefit from med- medical marijuana, and they get that certification. They get a card from the state that says. They have uh, the ability to use or a condition that allows them to use medical marijuana. 
and uh, they run with that. Okay. So then they get a card and they go to a, it's not a pharmacy, it's a dispensary? It's a, it's a dispensary. So uh, there's uh, three or four in the local area, um, one in Washington, Pennsylvania, one in the Strip District, one up in Squirrel Hill, and I think the next closest one would be uh, uh, Monroeville and uh, Butler. Oh, wow. Okay. It's gone up that far. And yeah. then is there a pharmacist up there? So they take this card and then they walk in and the pharmacist sees it. And then yes. do you know the strength. Does the pharmacist know the strength? How do these folks? Yeah. The, you know, uh, yes. The answer is I do not know the strength. Um, and and uh, it's sort of the wild west right now. Um, medical marijuana is medical marijuana. You would like to think that uh, we as doctors can prescribe medicines. We know exactly what we write for when we uh, give a patient a prescription, mm -hmm. but this is a certification. And up until this point, there's anecdotal information about marijuana, how it might benefit, perhaps some small studies, but nothing orchestrated very uh, highly because how can you study a drug that's illegal in the United States. Yeah. You're essentially saying you've broken the law. So up until this point, there hasn't been many large studies. Uh, the different states are now allowing, uh, have actually certified uh, some universities to, uh, to begin uh, formal uh, studies, which are absolutely necessary mm -hmm. to reaffirm that which we already know but don't have the hardcore science to back it up. Mm -hmm. Because I know, or I'm aware of, let's put it this way. Do you know all the states in the United States that where medical marijuana is legal? I don't. I could have had a list waiting for that answer, but I didn't write that down. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, um, it's, I, I think it, it's increasing. Um, and I didn't uh, need to put you on the spot. Probably about half, half of the states. Uh, have legalized it somewhere around there. And I would think maybe about nine or 10, uh, perhaps a little bit more, have uh, legalized it for recreational use as well. Pennsylvania has not legalized it uh, for recreational use. See, Pennsylvania has not legalized it for recreational use, folks. <laughs> so if you're imbibing, you're doing, you're breaking the law, don't tell me about it. I don't want to know. <laughs> okay. But and essentially, if you, if you are using medical marijuana and you don't have your card, and for some reason, you know, it's a low risk because, you know, why is a police officer or some officer going to stop you? Um, but if you don't have your card with you, you are breaking the law. Mm -hmm. So you need to carry the card with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can't really be sharing it with your friends either. It's for your use, yes. not your use. Right. I think it is such a godsend because there are so many people suffering, especially people with, as you're the expert in, neuropathy, seizure disorders. Oh, my goodness. And then to be able, especially for children who suffer from epilepsy 
and other seizure disorders. I think this is just such a blessing and godsend for them that their frail little bodies don't have to go through this. Does it stop it altogether, Dr. Pete, or does it just slow it down? I would think that in some cases, a few cases, it could eliminate them altogether, but you could uh, have so much benefit uh, from someone who might be having 10, 20, 30 seizures a day, going down to one or two, three. Wow. Any improvement is a blessing. I cannot imagine the suffering. So all you parents out there that have lobbied for this and pushed for this, all you caregivers, I salute you because I thoroughly believe in the potential to end suffering that this provides. And anybody else who's in any other state, <coughs> excuse me, any other state where you're lobbying for it, keep up the good fight because this is so necessary, I think, towards helping people. Now, as a mental health professional, I only have one diagnosis that I can use to refer to Dr. Pete, but any other of the physical diagnoses that Dr. Pete mentioned, I think it's imperative that people have the option for this. Right. And, I, and as time goes on, there will be more uh, conditions included in, in the, the list uh, in any of the states, again. Mm-hmm. Different states all pretty much have the same list, but there might be one or two uh, differences when you go from state to state. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest category is going to be people suffering with neuropathies. Yes. Uh, and because uh, that is a, a never ending battle. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I got involved because I have patients, luckily, not too many patients, but patients with diabetes. That's about half of my practice. And some, at, at some point in their life, may develop a neuropathy. Sometimes it's well-controlled. Sometimes it's not much of a bother. And in other cases, it could be devastating and uh, in their careers uh, because of the pain. Right. Uh, there's not many options out there. Uh, some of them are pretty good options. And this is yet another option. And there's no guarantees that marijuana is going to help. But... Uh, it, it, it's one more option that has not been explored historically to any formal extent. Okay. And we know it helps. We have to you know, do a better job proving it. Neuropathy, just for anyone who doesn't know what that is, is that nerve damage, Dr. Pete? Is that what neuropathy it, is? Yeah, it is nerve damage. It can come in a, a lot of uh, different ways. Uh, uncontrolled diabetes uh, can cause it more so than well-controlled diabetes. There are medicines, medicines uh, that have been used for patients uh, with cancer. So chemotherapy drugs can cause a neuropathy, and they can be that can be devastating pain. I mean, uh, not just in your feet. I mean, we're talking about all over your body uh, equally. Uh, thinking of uh, pins and needles being the 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 mildest uh, complaint, but then extend it to uh, fire ants. Uh, biting on your feet all day long or bee stings Uh, and then it comes in different forms Uh, you can have uh, compression like symptoms where it feels like there's a vice grip on your bone there's absolutely nothing touching your feet and there's a vice grip an imagined vice grip crushing 
your bones, the, the, the sensation of, of that. And uh, nothing takes it away. Nothing takes it away. Wow. Um, you have electrical shocks as if you've been uh, zapped uh, by sticking your finger in a, light, in a uh, socket on the wall. So it, there's a lot of different feelings. Some of it is just numbness. Uh, the end result is at some point uh, numbness where you don't feel anything. In some ways, that's a relief. But uh, some of these patients who have no perception whatsoever actually have what they call phantom pain. Mm. If for some reason they had an amputation or lost uh, part of their leg and had bad neuropathy, they close their eyes and they still feel the leg. Mm -hmm. The leg is still there. Mm -hmm. The pain is still there. There is no leg. The pain is still there. How do you treat that? Well, I would suggest from my point of view, I would combine emotional freedom techniques with medical marijuana and see where we'd go with that. I think that would be really helpful. One thing Dr. Pete explained to me when I met him in person is that I really appreciate just because Dr. Pete certifies you and gives you a card that you can go to a dispensary does not mean, oh, that's it. I don't have to continue counseling. Oh, no, no. That plus counseling, because Dr. Pete will not continue to certify you unless you stay in treatment with the counselor of your choice, me or whoever. You can't just get a card and start smoking medical marijuana or using and think you're done. No, this is in combined. This is combined with counseling, too. So that um, both of those two are very helpful, whatever whatever therapist that you would choose. But then I would suggest to someone like myself who's getting an education on all this, because you just can't call up and say, hey, do you have anybody on your team that knows a doctor that certifies for medical marijuana? That's not going to work. You want to find somebody who knows what they're doing. All right. Dr. Pete, now, even though we are recording today and we're both in Pennsylvania, um, if anybody has any questions for you, what I know that you're involved in so many different things. So in, addis- in addition to being an endocrinologist, then you have some other wonderful things that you're doing. If anybody wants to contact you, what is your website? MyDrPete.com. It's all spelled out M-Y-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-E-T-E.com. Okay. Our, our uh, email is on there, and uh, they can call us. They can email us, info at mydrpete.com. Uh, so they can also see all about my practice. Um, I do not uh, follow the traditional model uh, of late. Uh, I would like to uh, say that uh, thinking back maybe 50 to 100 years ago where uh, doctors may have been paid directly by the patient, with a chicken, perhaps, or with a turkey, closing in on Thanksgiving. Uh, ours is all cash uh, based. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you think about it, this model, uh, which is called direct care, uh, is a growing uh, uh, field. Uh, up to about 10%, perhaps even more, of doctors, primary care doctors, are now uh, abandoning the uh, traditional model where we have third-party payers. Mm-hmm. Uh, our costs are a fraction of what the uh, insurance realm offers. Mm. Uh, 
one might be billing uh, $250 to $300 for a service to an insurance company. They may pay uh, $150 of that. We write off the rest. Mm -hmm. Why there is much of a difference, I'll never know. I do, but I, it's, it just makes us feel uh, goofy. Mm -hmm. uh, the patients are respond, uh, responsible for a copay, and it's just a very complicated process. Yes. Um, my follow-up visits are a fraction of what other people were paying, but my overhead is a fraction. Probably, I'd say, less than 20% of what other overheads are mm -hmm. uh, for running a, a medical practice. Mm -hmm. My practice is small. I have a two, uh, two exam rooms. I'm working alone with my wife less than a thousand square feet in my office and it's the best four or five years I've ever had. In wonderful, practice. wonderful. Yay. So see, physicians are getting into the direct care model also. Dr. Pete, this has been absolutely fabulous to meet with you to learn what medical marijuana is, to be able to bring it to all of our listeners, all of our viewers, and this will be on YouTube. I'm going to figure that part out next. But thank you so much for your time today to share your wisdom and knowledge with everyone. So, folks, if you like this podcast, rate it on iTunes. If you like this podcast, comment on it on YouTube. That's the way to keep these things rolling because you never know what I'm going to talk about next. But always know that life has no limits, okay? So you can do and be and have whatever you want. So thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, I'm Joan Kaler and Dr. Pete. Thank you all. Contact Joan at JoanKaler.com for training, speaking, or consultation. Follow Joan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Remember to share what you learned today with others because there are no limits to what you can achieve.